Chin waggers and fat chewers. Have a hair of the dog what bit you. Set your bird alarm for worm o'clock. And don't sell the bearskin before you shot the bear. Does a bird alarm alarm sound like a human? Like a, a, <laughs> a human alarm sounds like a man. Ah, yes. Hey, wake up. It's time to talk tall to me. <laughs> oh, where is it? Where is my button? Hey, hey, hey. It's time to get out of the nest. Is that Yogi Bear? Yeah. Welcome back. I am Omen Said. And I am Nick McGill. Together we are feckless moans. And this is Talk Tall to Me. An idiomatic journey through the brass tacks of the prog rock thesaurus in which no spring chicken Nick and out of hand Omen will jump the shark over every single track that black sheep rock band Jethro Tull has ever let out of the bag. We will prick up our ears at the music of Martin by the Skin of His Teeth Bar. We will walk on eggshells to the chords of Does What It Says on the Tin D. Palmer. And we will jump on the John Evans bandwagon, just in time to see him fall off, said Wagon. All in all, we will learn that our hands are the devil's playthings, and that one tall album in our hands is better than two in the bush. We will beat around that bush so that we can lead our horse of discourse to water, which will pass under the bridge, which we will cross when we get to it so that we can go and find plenty of fish in the sea and ultimately end up caught between that sea and the devil. Uh, because, as you know, the devil is in the details. All well hoping that Ian Anderson doesn't send us to Coventry for taking the piss. Wow. I, I feel so sorry for people who have to learn English as a second or third language. Yeah. Yeah. Are there just no idioms in other languages, though? No, no, no. There are tons of them. Oh, so the French it's... has some really weird ones. But, like, you cannot really speak English without idioms. They're almost unavoidable. Oh, that's valid. That's one of the things that makes English so lovely mm. at times. But also, like, yeah, it is it is one of the more difficult languages to learn if what i've heard is correct i'll never forget the the expression of despair on kenosuke sakawa's face when i asked him are you up for doing something and he said up for and i was like oh yes it, it means like <laughs> are you agreeable to do it do you want to do it uh and i said you know you could be down for it as well and that's the same thing he looked at me with this just <laughs> yeah complete horror on his face and said up and down the same that's interesting that, that an idiom doesn't have to be like a full sentence. You know, it's up for or down for. They, they It can be just a, a simple little thing. Yeah. Right, 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 right. That's, there it is. Welcome to English Hour with, Where... uh, with Nick and Omen. <laughs> Nick. Omen. Hello. 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 We are through the holiday season, uh, chronologically, yep, anyway, we are. In, in terms of uh, when we are recording this. We both survived. We are good. We are... We survived. <laughs> and we are here. We are back to start talking bonus tracks off of Stormwatch. And speaking of bonus tracks, Nick, I believe you have an addendum for us. I do. That indeed I do. Addendum? Hardly know him. You brought him. You addendum. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had an actual addendum, but this comes straight from the source. This oh. comes from my correspondence with one James Duncan Anderson. 
JDA. JDA wrote in. This is in our correspondence going back and forth from the Ian Anderson email interview here. Sure. He said he had just heard our Holly Herald and God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. He had just listened to it, which was the most recent episode. And he said, you guys mentioned that Doan did the drums there. Actually, that was me. Oh! (laughs) We got schooled by JDA. I tail between legs. I I humbly bow to you, James. We the the utmost apology. And just to to clarify, we also covered Jack Frost and the Hooded Crow and Last Man at the Party. Doan did do the drums for Jack Frost and the Hooded Crow, and Ian did percussion on Last Man at the Party. Wow, it's really it's really like musical drummers here. It is. I mean, I hope they're musical drummers. One of the things you get when you sign up to our Patreon is your very own container of salt that you can use to take with our podcasts. <laughs> it's just it's just a pinch, though. Just a grain. Just a grain each time. Oh, that's another idiomatic expression. What the there heck does is. that mean? Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. That's bizarre. There has to be an origin. Yeah. Somewhere. Nick, in, in other news, we have our... Perhaps our first podcast memorial. In memoriam, yeah. In memoriam, very sadly, I must report that Tiki the cat is no longer with us on this earth. She sadly passed away a couple days ago and is greatly honored by her Egyptian ancestors at how thoroughly she was adored, feared, worshipped, and doted on by the humans around her. So I will raise my little glass full of rum to the life of the extraordinary Tiki the Cat. To Tiki. (sighs) Moment of silence. Moment of silence, everyone. Okay. Nick, what else um, have we got on the docket? Well, since you just drank some rum, I might might as well bust into mine. I picked up one of these babies. That's right. It's time to play. What are you drinking? Can you see what I'm drinking, Omen? Can you read that label? Oh my gosh, I thought that was a bottle of beer, but oh it is gosh. in fact a bottle of Talisker Storm. I would die if this was a bottle of beer. I don't. I can't do beer anymore. Well, you would. You would only die if you drank that as if it well, was a bottle of yeah, beer. Yeah, right. My stepbrother got me a 12 pack of of Brooklyn Brewery IPAs, and that's for the whole year. I couldn't finish one anymore. Like yeah. I can't do beer. But, but this, Scotch. this baby. Established 1830, Talisker Storm, single malt scotch whiskey, an intense Talisker with a profoundly maritime character, like a warm welcome from a wild Hebridean sea. <laughs> Hebridean? Hebridean sea? Hebridean? I don't know. Hebridean? I, I, I'm, not also, I'm also not sure that the Hebrides sea has ever given anyone a warm welcome. No, probably not. Listen, this is, I haven't opened this yet. Oh! Ooh, that was good. Okay, how, how how far do I fill up the cup? All the way? <laughs> it's it's uh, no more than three fingers, end to end. <laughs> my 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 three fingers are elsewhere right now. I can't. Oh my God. I can't measure the scotch. Okay, so ooh ooh. Oh, it's peaty. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's earthy. Ooh, it's hot, and it's smooth. Okay, that's the way I like them. And that will be it for Nick this evening. I'm done. I'm going to bed. (laughs) He's going to go sleep it off. 
If you don't mind me joining in the festivities, I'm having another one of my athletic brewing company brews. This one is Free Wave, the Hazy IPA. And if I can get my fingers underneath it. Eek! Uh, Stand by. need to open it with something. Nothing. Oh, wait a minute. I do. Fortunately, I always keep this underneath my desk. Sting. Yes. Thank you, Sting. You can go back to your fields of gold now. (laughs) I always keep British rocker Sting under my desk. Under your desk, yeah. Just such an occasion. Just in case you need him. It's a lot of faff. Nice. Nice. I like my beer with a heavy faff. I used to like faff. I don't do it much anymore. Mm. So hoppy, so delicious, so refreshing, and so devoid of alcohol. To you, my friend. To you. All right, Nick. Yes, Omen. Have we any other things to talk about, or shall we dive headfirst into this very first bonus track off of Stormwatch? We can dive right in. We've only got a single note on it before we jump in. So from the singles off of this album that they they put out off of this album, we discussed that in the U.S. they put out a home slash warm sporin. Mm -hmm. They put out in the U.K. they put out a North Sea oil slash elegy. Yep. They put out an EP of home King Henry's Madrigal, Warm Sporin, and Ring Out Solstice Bells. A nice, a nice little quatrain that's a, that's there, a very nice if you one, will. Yeah. And then finally, for the song at hand, on November 3rd of 1978, before the album was released. Yeah, that makes sense. A Stitch in Time was one side, and then a live version of Sweet Dream was the other. Ooh, wow. Cool. Where, do you know where that was released? That was a UK as well. Okay. That was kind of the teaser for the album proper. I suppose so, yeah. We had this in the bag. We're not going to put it on the album. We might as well put it out somewhere, get excited about Tall. Spoiler alert, the song that we're talking about is A Stitch in Time. A Stitch in Time, a huge fan favorite of One Omen Said. Yes, my fans are all favorites of it. They they love it. Those fans get, get worked up. And so, Nick, shall we have a, uh, a listen to A Stitch in Time? Let's, let's give it a blow <laughs> as, a, as a fan. There's a fan reference there. Didn't quite work. But. Sure. <laughs> you watch where you put those fingers. I'm so sorry. Omen. Yeah, Nick. Why do you love a stitch in time so much or can you not get into it like is is are the, is there nitty gritty that we will get into eventually or can you give me like an overarching like why are you so excited about this song i just oh man it tickles my fancy um there's something okay l- l- let me let me see if i can identify the different parts of it that really that really jazz me up as it were the thorax is pretty exciting the abdomen is <laughs> thrilling <laughs> i love the phrase, a stitch in time saves nine. This was the first time I'd ever heard that expression. Oh, interesting. Okay. And it, I think growing up with a lot of little proverbs and useful idiomatic phrases coming from my dad. Yeah. It caught my ear as like, oh, that means something and I don't know what it means. Yeah. So I have to figure it out. 
So was this, what was this, college that you heard this? No, I think it was high school. Was it high school? Okay. Okay. And then, you know, the the tune itself, there's a lot of really great stuff going on musically. I really love the bass heavy, the bass forward approach to the song. And and as you mentioned, that's Ian, Mr. Ian Anderson playing the bass rather handily, I might say. Yeah. Probably with both hands. Probably with both hands. (laughs) He's a talented man. Yeah. Well, and you know, idle hands are the devil's played things. That they are. Do you know what they call a bassist without a girlfriend? Oh, you've told this joke before. Homeless. Yeah. (laughs) I love that there are female voices in this song. It's so rare in the tall discography and the tall songology. Yeah. Canon. It's definitely not Maddie Pryor. Do we know who it is? I don't. I can't find it. I just, it doesn't sound like Maddie Pryor to me. If it is, I'll be very embarrassed. Did you find it? I'm seeing on the Prague forum a lot of different ideas. One was that that one of the singers was Cherry Gillespie from Pan's People. Oh, interesting. It also posits the idea that one of the voices was Shona Anderson. Hmm. But apparently Cherry Gillespie sang backings on Maddie Pryor's Woman in the Wings, which was produced around the same time time as gotcha okay is it more than one female voice in there i think it is yeah maybe it's maddie and cherry and shona and who knows every woman in england every woman in ian's life yes all three of them so maddie shona and (laughs) cherry exactly I've spoken a little bit about, you know, why I like this song. What what are your feelings about this song? Is this a sleeper for you? It definitely is. It's not I'm it I it is not a fond song for me. Musically, it doesn't do much for me. I don't like the I don't know, I don't like the feel of the song. It does it's based on what we've been hearing for the last 3 years, 3 or mm-hmm. 4 years, the build up of the the folk and then the the going down into the dark, it's a little too light. It's a little too fluffy, airy for me musically. Sure. And the lyrics don't do much for me either. Right. Uh, I think all that's very valid. Follow up on that. Why are you dead inside? Well, uh, I would go back to... Oh, no, wait a minute. We don't have time. Oh. <laughs> I don't have space on my hard drive. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, and this is the thing. It's like, you know, I, I think this is what's so special so special about this this music is that, you know, I can have one reaction to it and you can have a totally different reaction to it. And both are valid. Yeah. And it's it's been a while since we since we differed mm-hmm. so drastically. I wouldn't this is not a song that I would put on the bottom bottom. But I mean, maybe it is actually now that I think about it. It's it's one I would skip. This is a song really? I would skip. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it just it doesn't do it for me. And but like a fifty year career of music, there are bound to be one or two that that people skip, you know? Sure. Let's break it down musically. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Can we can we fix it back up though? Oh I that was yes. We got some fun flute in the beginning. And the first, very first sound is the bass. The bass, Ian on the bass, yeah. That wonderful slide down. We got bass, we got the fun flute. It's a bit repetitive for me. I think that might be one of my issues is it's not, the the music doesn't 
doesn't offer much. It's not very toothsome. Sure. You know, it just kind of, it kind of repeats the same theme over and over. I wrote down base Ian. Good job. <laughs> so Ian, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, or James, if you could at least let him know, uh, Omen thinks you did a good job on this song. <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's great. And it's so lovely to hear the bass coming forward in the song and driving the song forward. Yeah. It is, you know, I, I, I agree to a certain extent that it is not as delicately layered as some of the songs that we've heard in the past, but yeah. There's a wonderful distinction between the sound of the bass. You know, we have that theme. That repeats. Yeah. And then it changes tone. Suddenly there's like a kind of a shift and a yeah. focus and yep. a quick zoom in with. You're out of control. I, yeah, I am. <laughs> And then, of course, we have the the strings coming yes. in. Yes, we do have strings in this one. Yep. D Palmer I... flying right in. Into my heart. Indeed. Making a nest there. Yep. Like the... <laughs> like the cock robin. Like the cock robin. Like the They Might Be Giants song. Oh, build a little birdhouse in your soul? No. Yeah. Lighthouse. It's a lighthouse, isn't it? I think it's a birdhouse. Oh. This is basically the same thing. Yeah. No, they're not. Very, very. Bird very houses warn sailors not to crash on the rocks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear me on the bundle line switch. Who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only We have the amazing female voices. Kitchen time, sand time. Sand cup robin from the wall. I think I do think that's a major part of the reason that I love this song so much is because yeah. it changes the tone so much as soon as you have that because we're so used to Ian's voice. Yeah. And he he does a little before the the women come in. He does a little bit of harmony. He's got a little high pitch and he's got a little low gravelly almost that yes. that Jack in the Green voice. Almost. Mm-hmm. And I think there's yep. a there's a bit of a filter in there too on some of it. Yeah, it could be as well. It's it sounds like it's coming through a little something electronic process. Mm, yeah. But then when the female voices hit, it really opens up with this brightness. Yeah. Because you know, Ian's Ian's voice, we've you know, there's a lot of discussion to be had about it, but you know, it's it it has a sound that that you can it's not like what am I trying to say? It's not like listening to Freddie Mercury. It is moving for other reasons other than its melodious beauty. Yeah, we've we've had this discussion before. I think it ties into why does it seem like men are more drawn to tall than women? And and one of our theories was the voice, because Ray does not like Ian Anderson's voice. And I do think that, you know, I, I feel weird even using this kind of terminology, but it's a very masculine voice. It has a, His voice has a very masculine energy about it. Yeah. He's a man... He's got a man's man's voice. Yeah, very gruff. The man's voice of a, of a voiced man. Yeah. yeah. He's a man's man's man. He's a sand man. He, he is. Excellent. 
the landsman. He's the botanic man. He's the botanic man. <laughs> botanic man. And the female voice really softens that and brings this beautiful lightness to it. And, and ugh, I just adore. Then, of course, we have the big Martin and Ian breakdown sure. with the guitar and the flute, which is spectacular. And, and a nice example of that kind of trading back and forth between the two instruments, which we love. Which is not uncommon at this era. They do bounce back and forth. They do share that responsibility. And it's nice. It does break things up. Yeah. Great call and response. Yeah. Funny, interesting little tidbit. Some of the song is in 4-4 and some of it is in a compound 4-4-3-4. That's, that's not real. You're just making it, things up. It's, it, it could be 7-4. <laughs> you could count it that way. I think the chorus is one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. And the and the <laughs> verses are one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three, four, three. One, two, three, four. Boy, that rum really uh really loosen those those dad jeans on you. <laughs> Ah, Nick, anything else to say musically? No, I'm nonplussed by the music. So, okay. so you, yeah. Well, I will perform some addition. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I will perform some additional music and then just start singing again. Oh, we're going to play this song till you like it. Ugh. What about the lyrics, Nick? Should we jump into thems? Let us jump into thems. So, Nick, let's talk a little bit about the title of the song, which also forms its the main part of its chorus, A Stitch in Time Saves Nine. Yes. You said when you first heard it that you, you cottoned on to it. You, you felt there was meaning behind that. It was clearly idiomatic in some way. Yes. Idiomatic or matic for idiots. That too. That's what we do. I, I did, and and part of it is because of it's a phrase that has a rhyming structure to it. Sure, right. And it's a very this compared to this. Sure, sure, sure. What's that called in Shakespeare? An analogy. Yeah, but no, it's... Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh my gosh. My teachers would kill me. Darling, what's the thing in Shakespeare called? Uh, you know, where you compare something to something else. Yeah, but there's a Shakespeare word for it. Yeah. Ah, okay. Bye. Bye. Big fail over here, Nick. It's not simile. It's not metaphor. It's not... Oh, it was on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, it's a phrase which has structure. And and I kind of had to... You know, this was before the days of, of Google being really prominent. And so I, I kind of had to figure it out for myself. And of, and of course, it's, the meaning of it is fairly clear, which is... If you take the time... To fix something now, you save time by not having to fix a bigger problem. At a ratio of one to nine. Oh, yeah. Which is massive. Yeah. So if you if you stitch a hole in your pants now, you catch it before it rips even more. And then you have to stitch. You, you need nine stitches. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, to, to kind of extrapolate, if you fire your problem employee and replace them with with somebody who's competent now you will save yourself the 
hundreds of thousands of dollars that that incompetent person will cost you in the next six months. Right. The the troubleshooting and the the damage control, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up, Omen. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Not like this. Oh, it's embarrassing. Do you have some other fr- phrases that you enjoy of the same nature? If I had known ahead of time, I probably would have come up with some, but there, there's nothing that, that pops into my head immediately. You know, I hate the English language and... Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 And, and everyone who speaks it. Yeah. Right. 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 I'm just dry toast. That's that's all I like. I'm I'm a fan of the the phrase uh, "firewood warms you twice: once when you cut it, and once when you burn it." I would like that without that second part. Just firewood. Firewood warms, warms, you, warms twice. you twice. Yeah, that illusion. It's a bit of a threat, actually. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. But that illusion and and having to interpret it yourself, I like that aspect of these things. Well, and I think that a lot of these phrases. They do, they start as a full phrase and then they get Mm. chopped in half. Like, you know what people always say, the customer is always right. That's only half the expression. The phrase is, the customer is always right in matters of taste. Is that really? Yeah, which makes a lot more sense if you think about it. Yeah, because F the customer. Exactly. But if they want to buy, you know, something that looks horrible on them, well, that's that's a matter of taste. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you spend your money however you want. Right. Yeah. But the customer isn't always right. They're only right in matters of taste. That's wonderful. It is a lazy man who tries to carry everything in one load of the wheelbarrow. That does not have a ring to it, but... <laughs> it, it doesn't, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, because you're just going to make more work for yourself when it all falls apart. Right. Fast is slow and slow is fast. Haste makes waste. Yeah, there you go. I like that one. Yeah. We could find a, a literal encyclopedia of them, I'm sure. Oh, I looked at it. Oh, okay. Okay. And you're just trying to remember what you just looked at? I'm you no, know, I'm trying to remember if there are ones from my uh, from my childhood. Oh, a super common one: kill two birds with one stone. Sure. Or as uh, or as somebody I recently talked to said, get two birds stoned. Not quite the same thing. Same sentiment. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> my my dad always uh, says if if he distrusts someone upon meeting them, he'll say, "I didn't like the cut of his jib." Oh, yeah. What is that? That's a sailing reference, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So we're kind of in this, you know, we're kind of in the in the, in the the world of idiomatic phrases and almost like mini parables or, or mini um, aphorisms. Yeah, there you go. That was good. Aphorism is actually a really good way to put it. A, a pithy observation that contains a general truth. Right. Such as, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's kind of where the song starts from. But then immediately with the first verse, we have kind of this interesting scene in which you could be in which you could imagine that phrase being deployed for evil capitalist purposes. Yes. Yeah. I work in dark factories, a cog in the big wheel, driving Gray satanic mills and weaving sad stories. I work in dark factories, a cog in the big wheel, driving gray satanic mills and weaving sad stories. You know what it reminds me of? It's the classic Charlie Chaplin film, Modern Times. Oh, yeah. Where there's that famous scene of him literally going into the machine and riding the wheels around and 
becoming literally a cog in the machine. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's it's got a, a bit of a dystopian feel to it. Oh, super disto. Yeah, just marching in and, and getting crumbs. And it's it's a bit 1984. It's a bit... Metropolis. Metropolis, yeah. I was going to say... Uh, what was the Upton Sinclair? Oh, Jungle. The Jungle. It's not, That's not dystopian, but it's still like a reality, a harsh reality of society and 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 capitalism and right. manufacture, you know? So then we have, in contrast to this, A Stitch in Time Saves Nine, said Cock Robin from the Wall. It's an early bird catches the worm, show a little pride before you fall. A Stitch in Time Saves Nine Sang Cock Robin Two more aphorisms or idioms there as well. Yes, yes, or references to them at least. Yeah. Well, and even the reference to Cock Robin, which we'll get into in a second. Sure. So is that, I, I mean, this is what is so kind of fascinating about the writing, the poetry of Ian Anderson, mm. is that you could really interpret this two ways. One is that, you know, in this harsh factory setting, you have the the foreman saying, a stitch in time saves nine. Mm. Do good work, you little puny widgets. <laughs> okay. An early bird catches the worm. Don't be late to your shift. Yeah, it's it's threat and danger couched in like, I'm just making you an upstanding citizen and teaching you how to work. Well, and speaking of dystopia, it's like, uh, it's like is it in... Is it in 1984 or is it in uh, Fahrenheit 451 where you have the big signs everywhere that says uh, truth is truth is lies and war is peace and all I this? I think that's 84. Okay. I forgot about Fahrenheit 451. That was one of my favorite books in high school. That's a really good book. I burned that book to keep warm, so I never got to read it. So oh. I'll never know what it's about. Well, I mean, it's fitting. It's okay. okay. <laughs> they should have printed it on, on asbestos. <laughs> This book smells great. <laughs> it's a little scratchy, but I just love <laughs> sleeping with it. But at the same time, you could interpret this that Cock Robin on the wall uh-huh. is some kind of consciousness or conscience of the worker saying, hey, you know what? If you don't take action now, you'll be screwed down the line. That's, that's how I interpreted it. Particularly when we go... Later on in the song, it, it seems the progression of the song, it makes more sense to me that that's the case. Well, and the the phrase that kind of brings it to me away from the evil foreman scenario is show a little pride before you fall. So, of course, the, the phrase that is being referenced is pride cometh before the fall, which I think is yeah. from El Biblio. The Holy Bibli. Mm, the Holy Book. Eddie Izzard says the Holy Bibli. And, uh, he's, oh, I love me some Eddie Izzard. He's so good. So good. So, yeah, I mean, is it like a subconscious thing? Is it like the work is so repetitive that he's kind of, his imagination is traveling? Is he hallucinating from the fumes of the dangerous work environment that he's in? And Could well like be the case. A bluebird up in the corner telling him what to do, you know? Right. Regardless of what it is, it seems to be giving him the right idea, the right path to take for a happier life. Well, and, you know, so uh, again, going back to show a little pride before you fall, the phrase is pride cometh before the fall, but he's flipped it here. Yeah. 
as if to say the fall is inevitable. That's it, yeah. So you may as well stand up on your own on your own feet like a like a like a human being. That's that's exactly what I have. The the fall is going to happen. So you might as well do something that maybe leads to the fall, you know? It's it's just like I'm going to get in trouble anyway, so I might as well do what I'm getting in trouble for. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. They're going to fire you anyway. So what are they going to do? Fire you? Yeah, exactly. You'll you'll be happier in the long run by doing this and by being fired. They can't fire you twice. That's true. Well, once from the job and once out of a cannon. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And once as a clay pot in a kiln. They they can do that to you. They have they the technology. Can. It's in your contract. <laughs> it's on you if you didn't read it. You know what this song reminds me of is and particularly that chorus. What's that? You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, hold on. It's it's I uh little little sparrow on the schoolyard wall. Oh, little yeah, okay. Little sparrow on a schoolyard wall. That's exactly what I was singing. Yeah. No, I mean, you were you were Bob Dylan mumbling. <laughs> okay. And, and the reason it reminds me of it is the phrase, don't stay forever in your limbo fly. Ah. Before you fall, little sparrow on the <clears throat> schoolyard wall. Little sparrow on a wall. I really like that album. Don't stay forever in your limbo fly. Before you Little sparrow on the schoolyard wall. Little sparrow on the wall. Yeah, That's we'll get to it, Nick. Window. You just gotta be patient. Forever. Let's see. You wanna know when Little Sparrow is gonna come up? Is it gonna make me sad? It, uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Antitheses! Thank Christ. Little sparrow. Sparrow on a schoolyard wall. Six. 20, 2023. Gee whiz. Gee whiz. Um, yeah, the word I was looking for was antitheses. Yes, that sounds right. So, Nick. Yeah, do, do we want to talk cock robin before we get any further? I think we should cock talk robin. Yes, cock talk robin to me. So I just, I just thought, oh, well, I'm sure it's just one of those, you know, silly English expressions. Like, oh, yes, cock robin, the, that, it's just a bird, you know, yeah. some random bird. But apparently it refers to... A very old folk song, a a murder archetype song, and also English nursery rhyme, which dates back to the seventeen mid seventeen hundreds when it was published, but it likely was you know around a lot before that. Sure, right. And it's one of those um, it's one of those songs like uh, like Froggy Went to Courtin, yeah, or the Little Leatherwing Bat. I've never heard that one. That one's not real. Hi, said the little leatherwing bat. I'll tell you the reason that, the reason that I fly by night is because I lost my heart's delight. Hi, said the little leatherwing bat. I'll tell to you the reason that, the reason that I fly by night is because I lost my heart's delight. Howdy, howdy, diddle, um, day. Howdy, howdy, diddle, um, day. Howdy, howdy, diddle, um, day. 
And then he asks all these animals if they've seen um, his love. Or no, all the animals give him advice. That tune sounds delightful. Hoot said the owl with his eyes so wide. A lonesome day and a lonesome night. Thought I heard a young girl say, court all night and I sleep all day. Anyway. Yeah. So a cock robin is not an actual bird. Mmm. The story of the cock robin, which as you say is not an actual bird, is one of the cock robin being killed by a, with a bow and arrow. And just even that image goes back several centuries before the song was recorded. And it basically the 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 singer asks who killed the cock robin and the sparrow says twas i and then the singer asks all these asks you know who's who saw him die who caught his blood who's going to do this who's going to do that who's going to bury him who's going to make the coffin etc and all these different an- animals answer some of the propositions for the origins of this song was that it could refer to the death of the ancient norse god balder who was of course killed uh with a mistletoe arrow okay or possibly the death of King William II, who was killed with an arrow. Or, sort of interestingly, it could refer to the sun god known in Welsh as Koch Riben. Koch Riben. Oh, which has been anglicized to Cock Robin. Cock Robin, right. Koch oh. meaning red and Ben meaning leader. The red leader, the red sun. Very interesting. How does that relate to the song, Nick? Yeah, that's a good question. It's not even an active character in these nursery rhymes. It is who killed Cock Robin. Cock Robin is dead and gone at this point. So why has he chosen this, the embodiment of this, not mythological character, but this this nursery rhyme, this child's nursery rhyme character that is passive? The other theory that I think is less likely is that it could refer to the band Cock Robin, the punk rock band that was very popular in the 80s, but they didn't really form until a couple of years after this album was released. Could be premonitory. I would not be surprised if Ian knew. <laughs> he saw an early gig of Cock Robin. It's like, Cock Robin, yes. It's curious. I don't know. I don't know. It, they were named after the band Cock Robin was named after the marriage of Cock Robin and Jenny Wren, which is a 17th century story. Sure. So, I mean, it's it's the name has been around, you know, so I, but it's I don't know. I don't know. I can't quite figure that out. I think at best we can say that Cock Robin represents some kind of ancient parable or ancient aphorism of wisdom. But it's not like. In the Cock Robin song, the the Who Killed Cock Robin, the death and burial of poor Cock Robin, it's not like the moral of the story is go out and live your life. No, but I think that they're related in that children learning rhymes will learn A Stitch in Time Saves Nine and will learn oh. the Cock Robin song because they're they're both rhymes. They're both children, you know, okay. things that rhyme. Okay. You know, when you when you have kids, you say, oh, the early bird catches the worm and they yeah. say the early bird catches the worm. Who killed Cock Robin? He chose that character for the for the children's nursery rhyme fairy tale reason. Could have been any number of other characters, but it could be Humpty Dumpty. Could be, yeah, exactly. But it doesn't scan as well. Said Humpty Dumpty on the wall. Yeah, he's also on the wall though. So I mean, that works. <laughs> was he was on the wall? Past tense, I suppose. 
So we go, Let's... we go, yes, we go later on. And Ian took the advice. He flew to the South Sun with birds of a feather. Another one, birds of a feather flock together. Oh, yes. To drink in the warm nights and tell of fine weather, stitch in time, etc., etc. So I flew to the South Sun. And then we get to the the moral of the story. Indeed. Listen, all you young folk, your lives on a timetable. Clocking on 21, fly while you're able. Listen, all you young folk, your lives on the timetable. What's clocking on 21? Is that like clocking out at 2100 hours at, at 9 p.m. because you're you're just working your life away? Or is it, you know, you're 21 years old and you're clocking in for the rest of your life? Oh, okay. At this point, you this is what you're doing. You're setting yourself yeah. up for the rest of your life. Yeah, okay. You finish your education, you get sent off to the mills, and then you don't see the light of day until you're 70. Yeah. But you should fly to the south with birds of a feather and, and enjoy yourself. Right. And so then what does, you know, fly to the South? I mean, that could mean, and I feel like in Northern climes, we typically vacation in the South or we, you know, people retire to the South. Yeah. I've retired to the South already, yep. getting ahead of the curve. It's, it's warmer. Generally it's warmer, you know? Yeah. And for the English, that could be, you know, the, the, the seaside at Brighton, or it could mean the, the coast of Spain, depending on how much money you have. Right. Right. But regardless, it's a it's a getting away of where you are, of where you in where you're embedded in this current life, right? Exactly, and and I think it it's maybe even more metaphorical in that you you know he's he's stepped away from the working the wage the wage slave life, as it were. Sure, yeah, make barely enough just to survive, so that you can't do anything else. He's no longer got his nose to the grindstone. He's decided to stop and smell the roses. There you go. Even though his nose has been ground off. That's, that, <laughs> that's that's not a rose, sir. There was a song, I think in Heavy Horses, where Ian mentions a robin. Do you remember that? And robin needs the summer to hide his something red. Rover. Rover, yes. And I yes, need yes, your... Sir. Pillow. I need the pillow of your hair in which to hide my head. Yeah, we talked about how that lyric did not jive for me, but good call remembering that. So I, I heard on, on one of my favorite podcasts the, the other day, there's no such thing as a fish. Oh. It's, it's, it's all about like, wacky trivia. So when we put out Rover, I believe in the Discord there was a discussion about that, about that lyric about the 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 American robin versus the Oh right, cuz I think I said the English uh, robin. I said, "Oh yes, well the robin is migratory and it's a sign of spring." And all the English yeah. people were like, "It's not." <laughs> <laughs> but I heard that the American robin was named and I think we surmised this as well. So the American robin was named after the European robin. Because the American robin also has a red breast. The European one is a tiny little guy with a red breast. 
But that being said, the American robin is not a robin. It's a thrush. Oh, my G. And they do migrate because their Latin name is turdus, which is silly, but it's Turds. thrush. Oh. Turdus migratorius. So the migrating thrush. Wow. Knowledge. <laughs> Nick, anything else to say about A Stitch in Time? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's, um... It's a nice, you know, it's a nice, like, go live your life story. But musically, it doesn't do it for me. I appreciate that you like it. Thank you. I appreciate that you appreciate that for me. I feel supported. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this, Nick. Are there any phrases or aphorums, aphoras, aphorismas that have helped you in your life? Mm. Don't forget to change your underwear. That's... Uh, okay. That's not really <laughs> not idiomatic. A, not an, That's just okay, good okay. advice. Just good advice. Okay. No, I mean, I don't, they never, an aphorism has never really rung with me. You know, I think they're cute and they're nice and they're, they're good advice. You know, they're good things to follow, but there's never been one that is like struck me at a time in my life where I'm like, oh, I have to change what I'm doing. I have to change my way of thinking. Right. Because I've been, I've clearly been doing it wrong. What about don't shit where you eat? Oh, okay. Yep, that works. I'll take that one. I'll use that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, le- I learned. I learned a lesson or two about that. I've always enjoyed. Uh, I've always enjoyed the nautical ones. I've always enjoyed yeah. calm seas never made a skilled sailor. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you like the sound of it. But did it like really affect you? You know. Yeah, sometimes when it's like when it's like, you know, when I've been going through hard times. Oh, okay, sure. Instead of being like, oh no, the seas are so stormy. Why can't like, it be easy? I I think to myself, ah, I am learning very well how to sail my ship. Okay. I like that. The ship of my soul. Yeah. It's more like a dinghy. It it still floats, Omen. It'll get you from point A to point B. It's inflatable too. <laughs> It is drenched in shark bait. It's a couple of pool doodles. <laughs> Got left out during the winter. A stitch in time saves life. The Sangkok Robin from the wall. It's an early bird. Got the worm. A short little bride before you Do you know what we are covering next week? Mm. Life is a clue. In the crossword. Oh, it's crossword. It's crossword. You also really like crossword, too. Or am I making that up? Life is a clue in the crossfire. Nope. Okay. We will find out if I like that song (laughs) or not next week. Tune in. That's, uh, that's, That's a draw if ever I've heard one. Until then, you can kill two birds with one stone by giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts and giving us a positive rating. That will actually kill an infinite number of birds with only two stones. You will be responsible for the extinction of an entire species of birds. The birds of our anonymity. You done? Fucking hate birds. <laughs> so I, I have a better two birds with one stone. 
Oh, thank God. Two birds with five stones. Five dollars a oh, month okay. gets you access to our Patreon, gets you access to our Discord, gets you bonus episodes. We have Outtake Told Me as an episode. Every month you get Omen and I being absolute idiots and buffoons as uh, cutting room floor yeah. material once a month. And we we stopped... Talk Tall With Me, which you have access to the back catalog, but we're going to start something else very soon, which involves listener input. So if you want to get in on that, join us on the Patreon, $5 a month. And, you know, if you're looking for now that the Black Friday is done and, and Christmas sales are done, we didn't do any sales on our merch. So go pick up our merch now that all the sales are done. One man's trash is another man's treasure. And if you treasure this trash, (laughs) share it with a friend. I'll take it. I like it. Oh, and also Spotify does five stars now. So uh, get in on that. They also do four stars and three stars and two stars. Nope. Only only five stars. Just for, for us. Yeah. Until next time, I am the harsh wine that is Omen Said. I am the faceless master, Nick McGill. We are... Cogs in the big wheel, feckless moms. And this is, altogether, birds of a feather, talk tall to me. Cock Robin. Who killed Cock Robin? I, said the sparrow, with my bow and arrow, I killed Cock Robin. Who saw him die? I, said the fly, with my little teeny eye, I saw him die. Who caught his blood? I, said the duck, it was just my luck, I caught his blood. Who'll make the shroud? I, said the beetle, with my threatened needle, I'll make the shroud. Who'll dig his grave? I, said the owl, with my pick and trowel, I'll dig his grave. Who'll be the parson? I, said the rook, with my little book, I'll be the parson. Who'll be the clerk? I, said the lark, it's not in the dark, I'll be the clerk. Who's a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network? We are, said Talk Tell to me. We're, We're proud, proud members, members of the Feckless Momes Audio, <laughs> Audio Network. Network. Yay!